Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're not ready for the world outside. You keep pretending, but you just can't hide. I know I said that I'd be standing by your side. But I Your path's unbeaten And it's all I'll give And welcome to the Billboard Charpie Podcast With me, Gary Trust So excited to have acclaimed actor and musician On the phone with us this morning Anthony Head Thank you so much, Anthony For taking a few minutes to chat with us Oh, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that because uh, you are a Billboard charting artist. Uh, it all goes back to uh, the 15th anniversary, which is uh, why, why we're chatting. Uh, 15 years ago, November 6th, 2001, uh, on the UPN Network, Buffy the Vampire Slayer aired a landmark episode. It was the musical episode, uh, Once More with Feeling, and the entire cast, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, you, uh, everybody, uh, singing on the episode, just a groundbreaking episode uh, written and directed by Buffy uh, creator Joss Whedon. So, uh, Anthony, please take us back. Was it, I guess it wasn't an an entire surprise uh, that this episode would be happening because Joss had had the idea for a long time. Uh, you'd all sung together at his house the prior season, from what I've read. Uh, what was your reaction when, when you and everyone first heard that you were putting on an all-musical episode? Well, to be honest, Joss and I discussed our, our relative uh, enjoyments of musicals. I had done a few. Uh, I'd done things like Chess and Godspell and, and Rocky Horror and all sorts before I, I joined... Right. Um, and on the pilot, uh, which was this bizarre half-hour sort of presentation that, that was commissioned, it, they didn't even—they didn't actually think much of the show. <laughs> they didn't think it would ever go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> so we didn't do a full pilot. Um, and he and I and Sarah and Michelle were waiting. We were waiting for the back of the library set while uh, they were doing the lights, the lighting set up and we were chatting and we started chatting about musicals and he said that he had a, a huge fondness for musicals and it turned out, I didn't know at the time, it turned out that he was a huge fan of Stephen Sondheim and oh, right. later came to sort of become firm friends with him. 
said, oh, I love musicals. Oh, yeah. And, and then Sarah Michelle chipped in and said, yeah, I'd, I'd like musicals too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we said then, it would, wouldn't it be fun if this show ever gets picked up and it ever goes, wouldn't it be fun to do a musical episode? And he said, yeah, that would be great. And then pretty much every season, for a good three, four seasons, I'd say, are we going to do a musical episode this year? <laughs> and he'd say, no, no, I don't think so. I think it's, to be honest, it's, you know, it, if it ever happens, it has to be organic. You can't have, you, otherwise it feels like it's forced. Right. And then we sort of, as you say, we, we, we found ourselves hanging around at his place. Um, his wife, Kai, was away um, on a sabbatical. She was doing a, um, an architect uh, architecture course in, in Japan, and he was sort of he had his weekend to himself. And so he decided to have whoever in the cast wanted to come round and do Shakespeare readings, and they were in, incredible fun. They were amazing. Um, and then after the, the, the Shakespeare reading, we'd we'd have a couple of tequilas. And we'd sit around the piano and, you know, I mean, it, it was sort of going through the songbooks because he had massive amounts of songbooks there and, and sort of seeing you know, what song would you like to sing and he'd sort of plonk away at the piano and, and it was fun. And then as the sort of time wore on, suddenly there were more and more people who could sing in the room. And I think the, the, the big one was in the same session, um, Amber, Amber Benson, suddenly came out with this extraordinarily beautiful voice. Right. The fact that she could, the two ends, the octave, she has completely different voices and they are both equally beautiful. And also Martin Oxen, who was a co-producer of the show, co-writer and producer, um, suddenly came out with this incredible voice. And uh, that James had, you know, had a couple of occasions that picked up a guitar and, 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 and jams and stuff. And, so it was suddenly, you know, it wasn't just me, because he knew I could sing. He'd seen me sing at a charity event right back at the beginning. Right. So he knew I could sing, and he said, you know, yes, you can sing. And I think by that time he'd already had me singing on the show anyway. I can't, to be honest, I can't remember the order of things. Yes, yeah, so season season four, I think, you, you, you sang in an episode. Right, yes. Um, yes. And so, I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd already unleashed me. <laughs> but... Um, then one summer went by and this thing came through the post. It was a CD of songs. And I literally, I don't think, I can't remember, it might have had a sort of a, um, a strange little note, you know, saying something like, now we, at last we have a musical or something. I can't remember, but I was, I was confused initially. And I was thinking, who the hell is this? Because <laughs> you get certain stuff through the, the post from fans and, and fan organisations and you know bits right. and pieces of music and stuff. And I thought it was that initially, and it was Joss and Kai, him doing by and large most of the stuff on the piano, Kai singing the the, 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 the female vocals and mm. him singing the male. Right. And one song I can't remember was I think it was um, Spike's song somebody was playing the guitar but it was just and it was just like and I suddenly I think after about and I was standing in the kitchen and, and, and I think we'd been away or something and, and it was in the, the, the post I was just opening it and I suddenly went oh my god we've got a musical <laughs> and Sarah my partner said what what are you what and I said this and um, I put it on and it was just it was just um, remarkable 
even in that sort of strange little home demo stage, you could hear the the just the the, 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 the melodies were so strong, right? And the, you know, like the the segues and the style, and it just was just a, and a great eclectic. I was, you know, I was like, what can I do? What can I do? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why it worked. I mean, you can you can say you're going to do a musical episode and people could sing, but it, it might not fully connect unless the songs are really good. And I, maybe that doesn't get enough credit, but those songs are really catchy. They, they still stand up 15 years later because, as you said, the melodies are just really strong. They're, they're not only catchy. They are, I mean, it's, I mean, the genius of it is the fact that he took, and it's been much discussed, but he took a genre that generally, I mean, I, I remember seeing... Um, I can't remember what it was. It was one of those cop shows, and it lasted about. And it was a cop show with song. Oh, uh, cop, cop rock, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. And it right. lasted about five episodes. I can't remember, but it, it 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 didn't work. Right. Because when people, you know, it's that classic thing of ah, oh, here's a piano in the forest, and now's my chance to sing. It's like this, when people suddenly break into into vocals. It's like, well, that's weird. It just doesn't <laughs> match with reality. But what he managed to do was to take that and flip it so that basically it's people being forced to sing their thoughts when they least want to. <laughs> and it was a genius idea. And the fact that he also, I mean, he, he broke uh, some, something like four major story arcs. Um, you know, me leaving, um, uh, Tara and Willow's, beginning of their breakup, um, the fact that Buffy had was in heaven and, and didn't want to be there, right. and Spike's love, and all that stuff was, I mean, huge stuff, and he did it all in song. So, I mean, uh, for me, it's it's one of, you know, I mean, people have said that it, it sort of, it gave rise to, um, you know, other shows doing musical episodes, but I mean, people have tried before, but I think the thing that's genius about Joss is he takes something... And, and it, he, he, he tests himself and he tests the, the actual, he tests the, the, the medium. You know, let's make a TV show and let's make a, a, a musical version of it and, and make it count. Let's do things that have never been done before. And so, you know, I was, and I hadn't clocked that when I first, I just was happy to sing. Just <laughs> give me a song and I'll be happy. Um, but, um, he, I don't know, he's, I mean, for me, I, 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 I've always, I don't know, I've always thought he's underrated. Life's a show, and we all play our parts. And when the music starts, we open up our hearts. It's all right if something's... I'm not sure critics ever gave it... Uh, all the, the acclaim it deserves, maybe the title of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, maybe people just wrote off because of the title. But I, I think what really connected for the show is it, it was such a it felt like the cast was kind of a family. You really everyone cared about each other. What was was that how it was behind the scenes? Was a really close cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? And I mean, it, it was um, I was struggling throughout because my family was in England. Right. I had two young girls growing up. My my partner was basically a single parent. 
And we'd sort of, you know, we'd we'd tr- we'd make it work. Every time I got six days clear, I'd be on a plane and I'd come back. But also, when we'd have summer holidays and Easter holidays, we'd, we'd go out there and we'd sort of have most of the time together. And then we'd have like a week of me on set with them. And it was a huge family. I mean, it was it was a wonderful wonderful environment to have your kids because everyone took care of them and loved them and it was like you know i mean the fact that we're all still friends is is you know 25 years on it's quite remarkable really <laughs> or 20 years i don't know where we are but anyway it's a, it's you know the fact that we all still communicate and still there's a lot of love there great point that there was the humor that that maybe was not always a part of of sci-fi that that had to be such an appeal for the show too i I think it was for me it absolutely and it and i think it it gave way to something that we now take for granted um but um when the movie was made i mean it was taken out of joss's hands and at the time you know it was perceived that the only way that something in the horror genre would would work if you had to have humor that it had to be slightly schlocky and a bit sort of bit campy right and didn't you know his his absolute sardonic um you know he has a he has a wonderful wit um and he has a great way of undercutting um i mean he classically said you know he'd been saying that that, that buffett's mum joyce was going to die for um right from the beginning of the season. And when she, you know, she basically, um, she had a, a, a brain tumor and then she had the operation and then she, and I said, I thought she was going to die. He said, oh, she will. And it'll be after a really funny episode. <laughs> um, and then Buffy will come in through the front door and she's dead on the, on the sofa. And he did exactly that. Right. It was a brilliant episode with Tom Lenk doing interviews about Star Trek, I think. And it was very funny. And then literally she comes through the front door and there's Joyce. And he used to use humor to counterpoint the horror and the the thrills and the you know i mean and and the some of the storylines you know were 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 epic and some of the storylines were were truly heartrending and he'd underpin that with humor so that it made it it brought it into relief you know it somehow makes it that much more hits home that much better right. and as I say we now take that for granted in a, as a way of, of storytelling in, in, in TV and in film 
and it was, I, you know, I can't say that it was Joss Whedon alone, but my God, he had a huge part in, in, in changing our perception. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As far as you know, would there ever be a Buffy reunion? Has this been discussed between you or Joss? Um, in terms of, of um, filmically, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 been a long sort of been subject for conjecture. Um, I think I think you know to be honest, I think you know Joss, Joss finds his his um, his release for it through comic books because he's, he's in, I think he's in season 10 of right. comic books he's able to tell his story without you know without it being tied up um, with anything but um, I'm fairly sure that most of us would say yes if, <laughs> if we were asked <laughs> but it would be the, you know, the bottom line the thing, one of the things I think that was a huge made Buffy the success that it was um, or, or rather made Buffy the the, the the revisited success because I get kids coming up to me and I think they're sort of fans of other things I've done and they say no it's Buffy and it's like what you're too young for that oh wait a minute no <laughs> because it keeps coming round and round and round it keeps catching new generations right. because it's finite it's, it's in terms of the TV show it's seven seasons long and so many shows like the X-Files like you know the, the, the big mega shows from back in the day kind of overstretched they just went on and on and on and on until they kind of petered out and it it i think it gave buffy a strength because it meant that you know there was a there was a finite resolution and so and within within the framework you had so many standout episodes you had once more with feeling you had hush you had the body you had um, so many episodes which which are sort of landmarks in in in, in, the, in tv history but it sort of makes it, it just sort of appeal to, to, you know, I mean, the first season's a little bit, way bit dated. Um, but once we went to 16 mil, and then I think we went, no, we went to, we went to 35, that's right, in season two, and it started, it started to look much better. Well, you brought a real, you, you brought a real, you, you brought a real complexity uh, to the role, uh, Anthony of Giles. You, you, you were part uh, father figure to Buffy, but there, there was always humor to it. There, there was a lot going on to, to all the characters. But I, I, I mean, I think that's part of what made the show uh, so likable. Just to, for for your contribution, is it was a complex character, but it was a really fun character as well. Well, it's one of the things that, that just does very well, which is to is to read the 
actor that's playing the character and develops the character accordingly. I mean, there's guy uh, uh, classically. Um, the reason Giles started singing in a, in, a, in the coffee bar <laughs> was because I went to him. Um, I think it was the beginning of season four, uh, and or the end of season three, whenever, uh, and said, you know, I, I was feeling a little spare because as the, the other young characters were developing, Giles seemed to be doing less and less. And, um, you know, it felt weird being away from my family. What was the point if there wasn't more to Giles? And he took right. that as Giles' midlife crisis of feeling, <laughs> <laughs> of feeling spared and unwanted and, and turned it into Giles, you know, sort of going back to his, to his rock and roll roots and singing, singing in, the, in the coffee bar. Um, <laughs> Which is funny, and it's I mean it's clever because it means that my you know I was invested in that story. <laughs> I had um, I had real emotion there. I wish I could say the right words to lead you through this land. Wish I could play the father and take you by the hand. Wish I could stay, but now I. Stand, I am standing in the way. The song you do in uh, in Once More with Feeling, the musical episode, it's it's an earnest power ballad. Did you like that you got that kind of a song? Did you want something more up tempo? Was it just Josh saying, "Here's the song that fits your character"? Oh, dude! I, I, as I say, he, all he had to say was, "Well, here's four notes." pinned together, can you sing that? And I'd have gone, yes. Um, it's <laughs> and as it happens, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great song. It's a beautiful song. Right. It's, and it's a, um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a part of us that always wants to, to, to rock, but ultimately he recognised um, where, you know, Buffy, Buffy and, and Giles's, um, um their relationship and, and where it was, where it was, pointed it reached uh, and you know the fact that I was leaving um, he sort of he made that resonate in that song and it's a, it's a beautiful song um, and it's actually interesting I was, I was before I talked to you I was just reading some things on, on, on the internet and somebody points out and I, I don't think I'd ever thought of it but it's, it's one of the few songs where she's not listening to his thoughts he's singing his thoughts and actually it's she's carrying on working out while he's singing them. Right. It's, it's one of the few instances where, where he's not singing his thoughts out loud. It's, it's, it's an introvert song. Um, and it's actually something that he needs to tell her, but he can't, which is, which is it's, you know, it's beautiful. And it's sort of a mini, um, it's sort of a mini music video too. She's, she's in slow motion. It, it has really nice visuals to it yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he played with all sorts of, I mean, there's a, there's a, um, it's a great piece when um, Tara and I when, when, uh, we, we sing in the library and he used I can't remember what the lens is called but he used the lens so that both, basically we were both in focus um, diameter or I can't remember what it's called but it's, uh, he used lots of lots of interesting filming techniques um, he does I say he was always always Challenging the medium, challenging um, himself, challenging us to a certain extent, 
Um, but it was always a, you know, it was always fun when Joss got to direct um, because you, you couldn't wait to see where it would go and what, what we would do. Um, and I mean, I was, I was like, I was a real shadow. Um, I, <laughs> I was watching recently. I was watching a behind the scenes um, thing that they did about them, filming the music, and you see me in the studio a lot. Well, actually, I was only there briefly for the one song, but I then I couldn't. They couldn't get rid of me. I was ligging around waiting <laughs> for other people just because I, I didn't want to leave. Because I wanted to be, sort of, oh, I want to be part of it. Um, and it was fun, you know. It was, nobody sort of got really annoyed with me, but uh, it was it sort of it slightly shadow. I'd always had music there. Um, I mean, back in the 80s, I was sort of part of a band and all that stuff. And it, 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 it was sad because in the 80s, you had to be under 25 right. to, 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 to you know, to get a record deal, and we were all in our late 20s, verging on 30s, and sort of trying to pretend to be young. And it came <laughs> to a point where, you know, somebody said, why don't you just concentrate on acting? Um, and I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, But, I, uh, you know, I've always, always loved hanging in studios and playing and being with musicians and, and whatever. So it's, it's not something that I was... Um, and for people who don't realize, your brother is Murray Head, a billboard yep. charting artist, top three a hit in 1985, One Night in Bangkok. So, so music was certainly a part of your family, uh, what was it like uh, back then when, when Murray was, was having that big hit and, and just growing up in, in that kind of musical environment? Oh, it was great. I mean, it, it, I mean, he, I think he's responsible for one of the, um, uh, one of the greatest songs back, back in the 70s, a song called Say It Ain't So, which was actually about, um, um, I don't know what it's about, but it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, and it's been sort of, um, it's it's followed him all the way through. But he's, I mean, he's worked with some wonderful musicians, uh, and and um, that album, Say It Ain't So, was a great, a great, great album. He's had about three or four, but yeah, no, Bangkok was was a was a, was a great hit for him, um, and so was Jesus Christ Superstar. He right, did, he did the original, the original album. He played Judas. Um, and his his version of, of the Garden of Gethsemane is, is is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. He's got an extraordinary voice. But yeah, and I mean, rock and roll has always been there. And he taught me a lot about. Um, he sort of he used to have a vast collection of vinyl, um, which I you know whenever I used to sort of hang out his his flat, I used to sort of go from through <laughs> through various <laughs> Did he like? Did he like your uh, performance on Buffy? Did, did he give it a thumbs up? You know, I've never asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I think. Um, to be honest, because for instance, I mean, for the most part, I was I was away throughout most of Buffy. Right. And I brought it back to my kids. Um, you know, and and they were sort of um, they were slightly miffed when it when it found its way 
to England because they had this sort of special thing. Because they used to get, I used to take the, the, the you know, the, 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 um, the videos back to England and, and, and show them. And, and suddenly it was available to all their friends. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think my anything to do. You know, I mean, we sort of don't normally comment on, 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 on each other's stuff that much. I mean, as I say, his, his, um, his music has always been sort of, has always been there. Um, I, when I did chess, it was a couple of years after he'd done it. Um, they asked me because they liked him, and they thought I might be similar. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. They, when I did it, they had to drop the key because I, I had my voice is not as high. As right. Well, just so I'm not starting any, just so I'm not starting any uh, uh, rivalry uh, between you. Uh, One night in Bangkok went to number three on the Billboard Hot 100, yep. and then when the Buffy uh, soundtrack came out uh, about a year later after this episode, uh, it hit number three on our soundtracks chart. So you both have equal chart peaks. So you're you're equal. Very I haven't good. started anything. Very good. It's always good to have balance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for someone who, who maybe wanted to, to be a musician early on and then uh, wound up uh, in the acting lane, it sounds like you've, you've gotten in, uh, many times to enjoy the, both, uh, the best of both worlds with the acting and music. So that, that's going to be pretty rewarding. You've gotten, gotten to do uh, both sides of, of, of your, two of your main passions. It's true. It really is true. And I, mean, and, and I think if it had just been down to doing... You know, just doing musicals would have, you know, every now and then would have, would have, would have probably done it. But I've also had a chance, you know, I've done a couple of albums and, and one album. In fact, Josh wrote wrote a song for for, for the first album I did out in LA. Ah. Um, and I got recently, I've written about a year, year or so. Now. It might be two years now. I did a I did a, an acoustic album here, and it's it's nice to know, albeit um, uh, a sort of. Uh, um, My audience is basically, you know, ultimately fans, fan-based. So it's great having <laughs> captive. That's the word I was looking for. I have a captive audience <laughs> who I know that will, you know, listen and hopefully enjoy. They say they like, like listening to my voice. So it's nice to know that you've got people out there. You know, it's not just like an actor saying, hey, I'm going to release an album. It's not, you know, and, and I would, um, I would hate to, to do an album that was just an actor singing that would be very limited so i like to play with you know for instance the first album was uh, was was electronica it was with a in fact it's more eclectic than electronica it's got it's got various elements in it but i was i did it with a with an electronic composer called george sarah and fans after it said they would like to hear an acoustic album well i think they meant just me and a guitar which would very boring after 10 tracks <laughs> so I took it as a um, as a challenge and I mean there are elements of there's an electric bass in there just to sort of beef up the end you know the bass end a little bit and there's and there's there's, there's an electric or Hammond organ and you know but otherwise it's all acoustic instruments um, and it was fun it was fun to do and fun to do you know like tracks which are just driven by piano um so yeah i like to you know i like i i am um i am still you know there's a musician in there somewhere not that i'm a great musician but i, I like to 
I like to play with again, play with the medium. It's not just something. It's not just an actor singing. Hopefully, which I, you know sometimes it works, but for me, I would find that um, I don't know, limited. What's the point? Well, this this Buffy episode, uh, I I think really endures. I think the whole series does, and and uh, it's, there's just so many reasons for that that, that we've talked about. Uh, Joss's uh, uh, being at the helm of the show, uh, the cast, and 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 you certainly being a huge part of that, uh, Anthony as well. I, I just want to thank you for uh, taking some time here to to look back at an episode that that I think people uh, remember so fondly, and again was was groundbreaking uh, for TV. So uh, congratulations on how uh, people still continue. To uh, love that episode, and, and uh, congratulations on everything you've done, and, and really just thank you for thank for coming on, on on the podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.